Hey, this is Irene. I've been waiting for you. Thank you for joining me, mixing it up with me right here on The Mix. You're listening to CBiz Media. Hey guys, we are back. We're talking about Leviticus chapter 19, part two. We're getting into, and I believe we're going to start off with verse 18. It's all about laws of righteousness. How do we need to walk in everyday life? A little bit about that as we continue in Leviticus chapter 19. All right, guys, we're back in on Leviticus 19, verse 18. Thou shalt not avenge nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people, but thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I am the Lord. So don't bear any grudge against the children of your people. Love your neighbor as yourself. So I'm not sure if it's specifically talking about yeah, I think it is. It's talking about children. Uh, we Have you all run across any bad kids? Now, if I'm wrong with this assessment, you guys email me, cbiztv at yahoo.com, because I don't want to misinterpret cbiztv at yahoo.com, but it straight up says the children of thy people. So sounds like your people's kids. Um, don't want to bear any grudges or try to avenge anything. And of course, love your neighbor as yourself, which is ongoing phrase that we hear a lot through the bible because it seems like we forget so much to love each other at the end of the day that's one of the important precepts that god puts out there but i know you may have run across some bad kids um kids we talked about bullying in the last one we got bullies of adult age and kids we've got kids doing some things they shouldn't be doing some bad kids uh Definitely, you should not hold any grudges or do anything to any kids. That's definitely a no, no, no. It seems like you, it's something that, hey, uh, all all intelligent life should know, but it's people that do stuff to kids. And you, you might be trying to avenge your own child because this kid did something to your kid. No, you can't do that. This is not how you have to react. Uh, you should go to the parent or whatnot you should also you can tell the kid hey you need to stop that you can put the kid in their place but as far as being vengeful doing things to them and you putting your hands on them that's definitely not something that god wants and sadly he has to tell us that don't mess with little kids as far as don't try to get back at kids that are doing you wrong or doing your people wrong that is not what being holy is about and he says love thy neighbor as thyself i am the lord when he says i'm the lord it's like i'm the lord you better listen to me i'm the lord that's like how i feel with the vibe when he says i am the lord at the end i am the lord so you better you know because i'm the lord and that's all you need to know but he really does break it down for you too he doesn't just say i am the lord but that's all he really has to say because that's how the reverence and the fear and the respect that we should have for the lord but let me continue in verse 19 ye shall keep my statutes thou shalt not let thy cattle gender with a diverse kind thou shalt not sow thy field with mingled seed neither shall a garment mingled of linen and woolen come upon thee 
So this is mingling and mixing things. And some people might take this into the arena of different racial mingling. But I'm not going to say that and I'm not going to go there either. I know that for the people of Israel, God did want them to stay separate and apart. And part of that was not just because of the DNA mixture, but it was because people had different influences on each other they had different beliefs they had different systems and what would do would tank the system that god already put in place if you add somebody new in there and they have new ideas and then you allow them to take over and that's truly what it was about um, coming together with different uh, people that had different beliefs and belief systems was really what it was when it came to mixing on that level um When Jesus came, he opened up a lot of doors for us to come together. But again, the Lord still is not is not good with mixing different statues, different beliefs, uh, different ways of doing things that that not match the way that he has set in place. So that's going to be continuous and ongoing. But that's what part of this is about when he was saying, don't mix the seeds, don't mix the cattle. You know, God made things the way he made them. And we know that science and scientists have come in and start mixing things and say, oh, look what I did. But you really don't know what the end result of that mixing can be. It could be something detrimental. Some animal mixtures, I believe they've done. And correct me if I'm wrong. Some of these animals die earlier. They're weaker. They're sick because they've mixed these two different animals together that should not have been mixed Um, we know about dog breeding as well they mix different animal breeds together they have different features they have different things and sometimes they have different weaknesses but God's saying at this point mixing don't even do it don't mix the garments don't mix the linens because you don't know what that mix will turn out to be it kind of like playing God a little bit honestly um, which some, which in a way science has done. Don't play God with this stuff. I already made the stuff the way I wanted it to be. Don't start mixing and matching and trying to play God with it. All right, verse 20. And whosoever lieth carnally with a woman that is a bondmaid, betrothed to a husband, and not at all redeemed nor freedom given her, she shall be scourged. They shall not be put to death because she was not free. So I'm going to have to really dissect what I just read here. <laughs> if, if someone lies currently with a woman and she's a servant, she's she's owned by someone. Um, bondmaid, I should say owned, not like slavery owned, but it says betrothed to a husband or she is belongs to someone because they did actually have concubines which belonged to men, but they weren't married at that time. Um, But it also says betrothed to a husband, which we may be able to understand a little bit better. Uh, So basically, this woman is not free to just sleep with people. And if you sleep with her and she's not free to do so because she is betrothed, which I believe she is promised or she may be engaged or something like that. And you sleep with her. She will be scourged. um, But she won't be put to death because she was not free i'm still trying to uh, configure this part guys but she'll be scourged 
she will be the one in trouble. Now, we could say this is being sexist. Why is it just her that's being scourged? Let's just say the man did not know that she was betrothed, but she, of course, knew her situation and she went ahead and slept with this person. So she may have to be the one to receive the punishment. At this time, it's not even really saying uh, marriage first at this point, because it's saying if you do sleep with somebody, they are going to be punished for doing that if they belong to someone else. But it doesn't say anything about, hey, you shouldn't sleep with anyone until you're married. I mean, I'm just telling you what this verse says. I'm not trying to mess up anything or mess up the precepts or anything but this particular verse does not say anything about marriage it says if she's about to be married it's sinful and she shouldn't be doing this um not to say that there's not any other verses that will say you're supposed to be married first anyway and in this case because she was betrothed she looks like she's the only one that's getting punished for this situation So again, that may seem like a small detail that people may not even think about or pay attention to, but I've seen movies where, you know, it's the, it's the bachelorette party and things good to get out of hand and uh uh-oh, she's supposed to get married tomorrow, but she did something with the stripper or whatever, you know, (laughs) just some crazy stuff like that. I just, I just had to bring something out that sounded like some reality type stuff that we might see in a movie or something or people that might actually do that um but because she knew she was about to get married it's her fault and it's something that she should not have taken part in because she knew she belonged to somebody else it's kind of like basically like cheating uh just just because you don't have the ring on your finger yet there are people that play those games we're engaged we didn't get the paper yet so i can do what i want uh but if you guys prom are promised to each other you said you were gonna get married um if this is your fiance you, you may have a ring but if you don't have a ring yet but you guys are talking about marriage and just, and then you go out on that person it's just disrespectful it's just you're not supposed to do that because you belong to someone else and you're supposed to respect that bond that you're in even if you're not married yet so let's put it that way because it could be a slippery slope you see all these different terms i've taken (laughs) as far as explaining that verse email me at cbiztv at yahoo.com tell me tell me i messed up that cbiztv at yahoo.com but uh yeah it can be it can be a slippery slope As far as if you belong to somebody. So let me break that down. Just, you know, all the other stuff I said, take it with a grain of salt. It was just small talk and chat. But if you're promised to someone, you don't break that promise. Basically, if you have the promise ring or whatever, it's something that you just don't go out of outside of that promise. And I think it's good because... It's telling people, hey, just don't freely just give yourself when you know that you belong to somebody else. Even if it's not on paper yet. So I think that's a good precept. Verse 21. And he shall not bring his trespass offering unto the Lord, unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, even a ram for a trespass offering. 
and the priest shall make an atonement for him with the ram of the trespass offering before the Lord for his sin which he hath done, and the sin which he hath done shall be forgiven. So he has to bring this ram for a trespass offering, but the priest has to be the one to help to make that atonement for forgiveness. So the ram is the trespass offering. 23 and when she when you shall come into the land and shall have planted all manner of trees for food then you shall count the fruit thereof as uncircumcised three years shall it be as uncircumcised unto you it shall not be eaten of so this is like farming tips as well like you're gonna have to wait three years because that fruit is not going to be ripe it's not going to be right so you guys don't just start eating that fruit as soon as you see it budding it can make you sick Look at this. Look at how God has all the bases covered for you. But in the fourth year, all the fruit thereof shall be holy to praise the Lord withal. And in the fifth year shall ye eat of the fruit thereof, that it may yield unto you the increase thereof. I am the Lord your God. So it takes all the way to the fifth year. Man, it takes patience to get that fruit. And there's things in life that's going to take patience. So... We have to be patient on certain things and just not jump the gun. So it's two levels in here, and I guess we can learn from farming as well. It takes patience to get that right thing that's right for you and to take it in yourself internally to be safe. You have to go through the process. And I want to go back to the ram again uh, with the significance of the ram. I can't say that, that I see any significance in certain types of animals. A ram is is probably a a big a big animal, and probably one of the higher animals in the food chain. I'll say that. But the fact that you can take that animal and say, "Lord, forgive me," bring this to the door and let the priest take it from there, and Lord, please forgive me. To be able to know that he will forgive you and to be able to know that there is something that you can do to receive your forgiveness. And at that time, that was the thing that you could do. At this time, you could just say, Lord, please forgive me. And sometimes we get so stuck in our situation and what we did and we feel this hopelessness. And God is telling you right now, if you just come to me, if you just pay your respects in that time, pay your respects by giving this ram sacrifice then I will forgive you. You know, you can't just say, God, forgive me, and then go back and do it. You have to really be thoughtful. And just like I said, they had to give their sacrifice. They had to be thoughtful. A ram wasn't cheap. Um, it's a big sacrifice, but that's showing you and that's showing God, I really am sorry, Lord, please forgive me. So you really have to come down to God and be like, with an open heart, with a sincere heart, you have to take it seriously. Lord, really, please forgive me. And in that time, that ram signified your deep condolences and your and your deep sorrow for whatever you've done because it wasn't cheap to get that ram. All right, guys, I love the word of God and unpacking it and just asking God to lead me as we unpack these different portions. And I'm definitely not against any of your comments. If you guys have any comments where you want to correct me on anything, again, cbiztv at yahoo.com. That's cbiztv at yahoo.com. The word of God is fulfilling and fills my soul, fills my heart. And I hope it's filling you up right now as we 
continue to go through this word in Leviticus chapter 19. Verse 26 says, Ye shall not eat anything with the blood, neither shall ye use enchantment nor observe times. This is something that people may consider witchcraft, blood sacrifices, drinking of blood, using enchantments and observing times, looking at the different times and the different moons and saying this is going to happen and that's going to happen. And God says, I don't want you to do that because I'm God. Um, and I don't enlist on these times where people believe this is going to happen. You know, I kind of do my thing the way I do my thing. So this is something you can't trust. Again, this is like having an idol. You're putting your trust in something other than me. Just come to me and get your answers. Just come to me if there's a need for something. Don't go to enchantments. Don't observe times. Don't try to figure it out with these different means. Just come to me. 27. You shall not round the corners of your heads, neither shalt thou mar the corners of thy beard. I'm not exactly sure why in that for some reason that was the custom that you should not do that but i don't have the exact reasons why i do just believe it was a custom in that time and the rounding of the corners it was a significant thing for some reason that it should not be done at that time the corners of the beard or your hair and i i feel that it must mean something in order for it not to be something that shouldn't be done you should not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor print any marks upon you. I am the Lord. And I believe people talk about this verse when it comes to tattoos as well. No tattoos or cuttings and markings of the dead. And I understand where this is coming from. Uh, and I'm not trying to talk about anybody that has tattoos. But I understand where this is coming from and in that day and time as well. Because it actually says you're doing this for the dead you're putting marks in your body for the dead you are if you're doing something like that for somebody else again you're almost putting them in godlike status by putting somebody's name on your body you're carrying them with you all the time you're you're in a way it's kind of in a way a worship type status like putting a statue or putting a mark on yourself that's always going to be there or erecting a statue that's always going to be there it's a form of worship that shouldn't be um for the dead and probably for anybody that's not the lord so that's why i believe that verse is there 29 do not prostitute thy daughter to cause her to be a whore lest the land fall to whoredom and the land become full of wickedness Do not prostitute thy daughter to cause her to be a whore, lest the land fall to whoredom and the land become full of wickedness. People have done that. And we could call it human trafficking, sex trafficking right now. May not be a daughter, but people are pulling people up and we pray against that in Jesus' name. But people have done this to their children too. But it's saying that don't do this because one thing you're going to cause your own child to be a whore um sorry for the language but that's the language in the bible uh so i can say it because this is how the lord wanted to represent it but and plus you are tainting the whole land and causing the land to be full of wickedness 
So, like, if you start getting the business of prostituting your daughter, then how many other fathers are going to be doing that? And the land is just going to be going to be prostitutes all over the streets because this is your society and this is how you guys make money over on this corner or this part of the town. And not only does it mess up the name of your daughter and mess up her life, but it messes up the town, it messes up the village, and that's what you're going to be known for. So, sadly, people misuse their children this way. Sadly, people misuse others this way, disrespectfully, only for their own gains, and don't realize not only is it hurting that person and hurting your family directly, it's hurting society that this is now a new business that people are getting into and it's, it makes it look bad. And just imagine seeing a lot of women just walking around and you know why they're walking around and you know what they're there for. So that's what's going to be the name of your village now and, and you put a bad name on your town because every time people come to town, this is what you're offering. That's kind of deep. Um, but the, I think that's a message in there for today and for people that do that to their families because sadly people are doing are doing this and they're doing it secretly for the most part because I believe it is illegal in most places prostitution but people are doing this and hurting their families by doing this and again hurting the name of the Lord especially if you claim to be a child of God and you're doing something like this you are messing up a lot of different things on a lot of different levels 30 you shall keep my sabbaths and reverence my sanctuary i'm the lord keep his sabbaths reverence his sanctuary again giving him the respect and honor that is due on the sabbath as well as the sanctuary um i remember when they when jesus saw the money changers selling stuff in the temple this was a disrespect to the temple and he knocked the tables down when you have when you reverence his sanctuary and that's wherever he sets place to be a sanctuary and that's even you uh, we don't always think about ourselves either but you are also the sanctuary so you have to reverence even yourself and respect yourself not only the buildings and the edifices of the church but remember you are a sanctuary as well and you have to put that respect on your name and your body and your soul and your heart because that's how highly god thinks of you and i'm i'm glad we have a god that thinks so highly of us so we have to think that highly of ourselves regard not them that have familiar spirits this is verse 31 neither seek after wizards to be defiled by them i am the lord your god again going to things outside of god in order to get answers to get information to try to have some level of control god has all control go to him follow him seek him and not these other things because they're going to get in the way that's why he's like no don't do this don't even pay attention to that 32 thou shalt rise up before the hoary head and honor the face of the old man and fear thy god i am the lord now I, now i have to go look up hoary head and i'm gonna come back on the end and tell you guys what hoary head is 
but it says honor the face of all men and fear thy god of course respect your elders and fear god respect god fear is just another word of a word for deep respect and then he says i am the lord which hey that gets my attention every time yes you are the lord 33 and if a stranger sojourn with thee in your land ye shall not vex him but the stranger that dwelleth with you shall be unto you as one born among you and thou shalt love him as thyself for ye were strangers in the land of egypt i am the lord your god so don't treat this stranger bad like if somebody new comes into town somebody different than you we can even say culturally from race somebody that's just different and then you know they're not a part of your community and you give them a hard time because you know that like you're not one of us or whatever this is god says no don't do that you treat them like they're one of yours because you were in a position when you were back in egypt before you were taken out of that land into the wilderness you were seen as a foreigner you were seen as somebody that was lower level you were enslaved so why would you do that to somebody else in return no don't do that if there's a stranger that comes in the land you treat them like your brother or your sister and you show them love and this is the way of being holy and this is even before jesus came you know god wanted us to treat each other right and respect each other and show each other love no matter where they came from or who they are um this is like a part of being holy being a child of god he says i am holy so you are to be holy you are my people so we have to hold ourselves at a certain standard and i have no problem with treating people right i think we should all do that just because they're different than you like what we're all human beings god made us all let's treat each other with respect and love now if they're doing something messed up in the community of course you're not gonna be like all lovey-dovey at night to them but again like one of the previous verses says whether they're poor or rich or whatever they need to be judged by oh whatever they're doing or not doing so we're not gonna say you know give them a pass but we're if they're coming in and they're peaceful and respectful and all of that you don't just judge them and misjudge them which we do all the time we stereotype people we say this person is like this and mistreat them before they even really show who they are yeah it seems like i'm fussing but but the lord is telling us like this is how i want you guys to carry yourselves and this lesson never gets old because new people are born every day and they need to learn how to live people have been here for a long time they need to learn how to live and respect each other and then they wonder why they're in the situations that they're in at times because these basic things we're not doing um verse 35 ye shall do no unrighteousness in judgment in mid-yard and weight or in measure just balances just weight a just ephah and a just hen shall ye have 
I am the Lord your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt. Therefore shall ye observe all my statutes and all my judgments and do them. I am the Lord. So that's where it closes. Don't play with people's money again. Don't don't have some fake skills acting like it's 10 pounds when it's only 5 pounds so you can make some more money. Whatever work you're doing, don't miscalculate stuff and raise prices just according to your desires in whatever community as business owners or if you're just selling something to people don't overcharge them and don't be false and fake with them with their money don't mess with people's money basically he's saying don't mess with people's money like that don't be unjust there's a lot of ways you could be deceitful and deceptive all in this chapter and he's saying don't do those things just don't do these things i am the lord and these are my statues, so I want you to observe them. He said, I want you to observe all these. Don't just pick out the ones that's easy for you to do. You got to observe all of these statues here. Now I'm going to look up Hori Head and I'll be right back. So hold on a second, guys. All right, so Hori Head means having the gray or white hair of advanced age. It also means extremely old ancient hoary legends i love that having the advanced age of whiter gray hair so someone with whiter gray hair and then it says that's in verse 32 and it says honor the face of the old man so basically that verse 32 is saying respect your elders and i like the part of the one that says something about legend like yeah these people are legends respect these people have lived for so long to have that white and gray hair. They deserve that respect. So give them that which is due them. Love you guys. Love this scripture. Love the word of God. Connect with me if you want to. Email me at cbiztv at yahoo.com. That's cbiztv at yahoo.com. I accept all feedback. God bless you. I love you. This is your sis Irene. Talk to you later.